preface to a month on the norfolk broads on board the wherry zoe and its tender the tub lotus by walter rye this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org a month on the norfolk broads on board the wherry zoe and its tender the tub lotus by walter rye preface how this cruise was projected was in this way one of the four of the crew of the lotus was and still is myself but whether he was or is the poet the liar the athlete or the antiquary must be kept a mystery to my readers to which the editor has added the following note the too clever readers remark that the writer's identity is obvious has been foreseen and is hereby barred by special condition end of editor's note the antiquary and the poet had twenty years ago long before the broads had become so well known as they now are gone up the north river in a pair-oared gig steered by a lad who afterwards steered a winning grand challenge crew at henley and had thoroughly enjoyed themselves there now after long years during which they had become old and lazy and found themselves possessed of great disinclinations to quant or to scull or to go miles for morning milk or in short to do any hard work at all they wanted to revisit the scenes of their former travels but with great forethought invited a man who had just left oxford where he had been great with his legs and arms to accompany them rightly thinking that he in the superabundant energy of youth would delight in doing all the necessary work they now loathed to them was added a volunteer usually known as liar smith for his quaint variations from the truth whenever out for his holidays but who during the other eleven months of the year is as steady-going prosaic and reliable a stockbroker as needs be the antiquary who had nothing much to do just then came down and looked out for a boat and was lucky enough to come across a roomy old tub half wherry half cutter of about fourteen tons drawing three foot nine inches known as the lotus and familiar to the frequenters of the broads from its curious round top her wide berths and comfortable cabin took his luxury fancy at once and it was soon bought fairly cheap she was then cleaned and fumigated for several days for the former owner had apparently lived on her for years and when she had got insufferably dirty had put a new coat of varnish on over the dirt 
after some days work it was discovered that in the remote past she had been a mahogany built boat and more enthusiastic scraping and cleaning ensued till the late occupant would not have known his old ship it looked so clean and bright we were lucky in getting a crew for we secured old tungate a veteran of seventy-six but still nimble and a perfect storehouse of information on all the waters and their occupants he used to be a great pigeon and snipe shot and though his sight was not as good as it used to be was a great acquisition from his everlasting good humour and his innumerable anecdotes he had a fault and that was that which is locally called mardling that is gossiping on vain and unprofitable subjects when he went on his errands a habit which rendered it absolutely impossible for him to be sent milk or bread buying he also liked to keep old bad eggs in his bunk had a tendency for retaining old eel babs which had done him service days ago and he liked eel broth with rum in it for second hand we had one of the kids of wroxham who also did very well till the startling novelty and wild excitement of the town life of norwich upset him to such an extent that when we got there he was never himself again the antiquary wanted to call him the buccaneer after his noted namesake but he steadily declined to answer to a name which he did not understand but which he thought was something very terrible so we compromised the matter by letting him down easily and calling him pirate to which name he answered cheerfully later on we had a man called lancaster another good man but one who did not go wrong as the fatal urban temptations of norwich had pulled on him years ago the antiquary was very interested in him and tried hard to make him out a descendant of john of gaunt who he said owned a lot of land in norfolk and was rather disgusted to find that his by-name was flea one which he had gained by his small size and great agility he was remarkable for his personal cleanliness a very unusual thing in watermen who as a rule are never known to wash and are believed to flake off their dirt when it has increased to an inconvenient thickness by rubbing themselves against the sharp angles of square flint church towers while we were fitting out our boat an unexpected addition to our party appeared in the shape of an american correspondent of the antiquaries who had come to england on genealogical searches intent with his wife he came just as we were thinking of starting and jumped at the idea of being personally conducted under the wing of the antiquary over norfolk whence his people came we had no room for them on the lotus 
so as money was no object to them they hired the big norwich pleasure wherry called the zoe the best on these waters unlike most americans he was fat and what with his obesity and his wife's boxes the pair had none too much room even on the zoe such toilettes i venture to say had never before been seen up these parts and we fairly astonished the natives him to ourselves we privily called fatter man by way of abbreviating fat am erican and her openly fatima and to this day they are in blissful ignorance why we so called them now they will know but they are a long way off by this time so it does not matter End of preface